Hi guys, this is Larissa. And this is Samara. And you're listening to Absolutely, Absolutely Clueless. An honest but clueless guide to life in the form of a podcast. We'll be talking about all sorts of topics, from careers to relationships to situationships and more. Ultimately, we're just here to show you that none of us really know what we're doing. So just remember to take our advice with a pinch of salt. And with that being said, don't forget to follow us on social media at underscore Absolutely Clueless. And let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back and this is now episode two, part two. So we are picking up exactly where we left off, continuing answering your sex questions. Um, Like we said last time, we had so many that we had to split it into two parts. So um, we have done exactly what we did last time, um, split the rest of your questions into categories. So we have three categories to discuss today. Um, The first is meeting your match. The second is to kink or not to kink. Um, And the last is what would people say? So hopefully you enjoy this episode as much as you did the last part. Um, And without further ado, we'll get started. So moving on to meeting your match. And we have questions in this category um because a lot of you were with the wrong people (laughs) no shade no shade no shade no 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 so first one a mismatched libido what was the exact question what to do if you've got a mismatched libido with Mm. your partner Mm -hmm. so i suppose if you put a scenario next to this it would be if someone's got a super high sex drive and again you know there's no right or wrong here so if someone wants maybe sex three times a day maybe more they could definitely like like they get horny enough to have sex that often yeah Um, and then maybe with someone that let's not do an extreme example let's do something realistic yeah uh, that maybe is happy to have sex maybe two or three times a week yeah um how do you meet in the middle there and make sure that everyone's satisfied well i think it almost kind of is always going to be, like, the person who doesn't want to have sex as much, mm-hmm. you can't force them to have more sex. So I feel like the person who has the highest sex drive is the one that's going to have to compromise in that sense. Or not compromise, but just, like, accept what their partner's yeah. sex drive is like. They can also... Mm. You can try to increase your partner's sex drive by being more spontaneous, by, like, doing more romantic things that can kind of get to that point and yeah. lead to having more sex but But i also think sometimes the best compromise in those situations is to be happy with maybe a medium so okay so so let's say you are having sex two to three times a week because that's your partner's libido that the libido is lower than yours that's not to say that you don't do anything sexual the other times you can do oral things do hand things what's the (laughs) clinical term for hand things um oh i don't know there is a thing, isn't there? Oral. Yeah. I want to say some like digital or dextral. Dex. Oh, I, I don't know. know I but don't know. You can do that, okay? <laughs> that there's other things that you can do as well as having sex that maybe could satisfy you and could still lead to you having an orgasm if that's, you know, what you want. And you can have makeout sessions. I don't mm. know why I said makeout. American. <laughs> um, but. You know, you can have those, like, sessions where you're... Those, like, bits of intimacy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And you can still get a lot from that. And that's not being too pushy or too forceful with your partner yeah. whose libido just isn't there to have sex when they don't want to. Because no one wants to, you know, if you're a decent person, yeah. you don't want to have sex with someone that just 
is there just really for you. Exactly, because it has to be an enthusiastic yes, doesn't it? Like, exactly. And that comes back to consent and stuff. Like Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you can meet in the middle, have a conversation, once again, back to talking. Yeah, yeah, and it's all about as well, like, what are you willing to accept and what are you not willing to accept? Mm. So if you know that it's just not going to cut it for you, Mm. um, like, maybe this person is demanding too much sex from you or not enough sex from you, Mm. then, like, think to yourself, can I come to a compromise? Can, like, we as a couple come to a compromise? And if not, maybe the best thing is to split up find someone new find someone that matches you more and there's no shame in that Mm -hmm. like i think a lot of people think that it's really shallow to break up with someone because of sex or you know if you've got a really strong emotional connection yeah um and they're oh they're a really good person and they you match them on every other like level Mm. but just on that and they're like "Mm." yeah i just don't agree i i said this before like sex is such a massive part of a relationship if not for intimacy what differentiates your relationship with your girlfriend or boyfriend like from from your best friend you know Mm. you're telling them everything you do a lot of hobbies together you go to all these places you travel together you um like the same foods like me and larissa can do all that shit (laughs) yeah we do (laughs) the the difference because like like I said, like, me, Larissa, my boyfriend hang out a lot because we all get along really well. It makes sense. Like, I have a very similar relationship outside of intimacy with my boyfriend as I do with Larissa when it comes to, like, the things that we like to do together. But the difference comes with the intimacy part. Yeah. Um, And and it, that that's why it's so important when it comes to a relationship because that is... It's almost the defining part i don't yeah. kind of want to obviously this is my perception and yeah. some people they don't emphasize yeah it might not be as much, much of a priority for yeah them. and that's fine but that my view is that is the defining um part of a relationship most of the time um yeah. is the intimacy part not just sex you know any kind of intimacy but yeah to me it's, it's what differentiates it from any other relationship so mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's it's, it's a reason to break up to me yeah yeah the, anything is a reason to break up really yeah. like if you just don't like the, if you just don't want to be in a relationship but you have no reason the mm. fact that you don't want to is yeah, enough yeah, yeah. sorry yeah. the fact that you want to break up that's enough of a reason yeah, yeah. 100 okay so i think i feel like we've answered that i think so um next question how to initiate and when is the right time this links perfectly to what we just said yeah it's funny because we were talking about it today and I was mm. like, well, I just don't initiate. Yeah, okay. Oh my <laughs> I, God. Or like, I don't know what now is going on. But no, I think like if I'm more comfortable with someone, then I would initiate by kissing them or mm. by getting like physically closer. I don't know what else I <laughs> I think because this is this question has come from a male. So yeah. I think most of the time from what I understand it from him, is that it's hard to initiate respectfully yeah. with someone that you care about, with a female that you care about specifically. So how do you do it um, in that, so that it's not forceful, so that it's not embarrassing if she turns around and says, actually, no, I'm not in the mood. Yeah. Um, and it's not awkward. So, and you don't feel rejected. Yeah. And I think, like you said, kissing is the best start because sometimes as well with me, 
I might not be in the mood, but if I'm like, if I start kissing someone and like, you know, we've been kissing for a while, then maybe I will get in the mood. Do you know what I mean? Um, So patience, reading cues, and also just like learning each other's turn-ons, I suppose. Yeah. And not being forceful with it. Yeah. You can tickle and you can hug and you can like have a little, I don't know, massage here and there. Yeah. And that, and you can read each other's body language and... If none of that is working, maybe they're just not in the mood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to read people's energies. And if yeah. like, if it's 11pm on a Monday and they've yeah. just worked all day, they've yeah. been out shopping, <laughs> you can kind of, you you know, they're yeah. probably going to be tired. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Stop it. Get off. Get off. Don't touch me. Not today. Perfect. Go sleep in your room. Yeah. <laughs> Go to your house. <laughs> Bye. Not, not today. Not today. And it's it's not to be taken personally. Those things. It's yeah. it's literally just sometimes it's it's outside of the situation between you and them. It's external factors. Yeah. So yeah, you just gotta you know not take things personally. Learn someone's cues and respond to that specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, Someone asked, can you teach someone to be a good sexual partner? I like this question. I like this question. It's a really good question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> no, I'm no. joking. Uh, oh, oh, oh dear. <laughs> We're have some disagreements here. No, I like this um, question. I think you can, yeah. And yeah. I think it's important to have that mindset of like, you're going to be teaching them about your body and mm-hmm. how it works. Like what brings you to pleasure and stuff and also you're going to be learning from them because unless you grow up with a penis you are not going to know what to do with a penis <laughs> at land yeah, the facts. same same facts. opposite yeah. yeah uh sorry and vice versa is what i meant to yeah say. so yeah you have to be open-minded and willing to learn but you can't teach someone to be a good sexual partner if they just simply don't care like they're oh not in God. it for you this this relates to what we were talking about in the beginning if they don't prioritize your pleasure if they don't value it they're not investing the time to get to know your body yeah then you can almost forget you can forget it <laughs> yeah it's not gonna happen you, you know what he's already switched off to the idea he or she yeah because i know some girls that would also be like you know i'm not here for him I'm here for me yeah and you know what this is actually more of a thing that's being encouraged on tiktok this whole like girls taking back sets and like we're gonna be the pimps this time yeah. well it's a type of like people are saying like that's that kind of toxic feminism mm-hmm. because it's like teaching women that they need to be all about like taking control but in yeah. reality it doesn't even help them in mm. those kind of sexual situations because if they go on one night stands but they still don't end up getting their pleasure yeah then what's the point did it really benefit them in the end yeah well i feel like it's a case of you can empower yourself without like trying to degrade or yeah. take or like take away from opposite sex I suppose yeah um, and when yeah. I say that I mean when like for example with the whole uh, I'm gonna get mine and, and like leave him because the amount yeah. of times that guys have done this to girls like I'm gonna get it back and it's like <laughs> yeah but are you happy <laughs> are you happy, are you happy with now? yourself on the inside are you happy are now? you content yeah <laughs> <laughs> because at the end of the day yeah, let's be real. If it's one night stand, they probably didn't make you finish. Um, and, so what was it all for? Yeah, and now neither of you have finished. So <laughs> great, great, great. I do waste of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um. So and I also think with this question, 
can you teach someone to be a good sexual partner? Define good because, you know, again, something that one of my friends said, you can develop certain habits because you get used to pleasuring Mm. a certain person when you come out of a relationship. And you go into a new one and they have different likes and they have different dislikes. And those dislikes might have been your ex's turn-ons. And so you do something and, and, you know, they're like, well, I don't like that. Or that's too much for me exactly, or that's not yeah. enough yeah um and so what made you feel like you're basically a porn star <laughs> with your acts you were like i'm amazing yeah um <laughs> you now feel like trash so because yeah. you're like oh my god i don't know what i'm doing you almost have um, to go back to being like a beginner yeah with a new person because yeah you're starting from scratch with a new person like mm-hmm. obviously some of your old experiences can kind of guide you mm. And they can definitely make you feel a bit more confident, like, oh, at least, you know, you've done this before, so maybe this might work again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is key to remember that everyone is different. And yeah. after speaking to, like, a lot of different girls, yeah, girls' bodies aren't the same, and we all might like different things. Like, I know we all have mm. different, like, favourite sex positions and stuff, Yeah, which might make us come faster <laughs> or something. Yeah. So it's, yeah, and you have to communicate that with mm-hmm. your partner. Yeah, I feel like as well, girls, let's talk to each other more about this. Because like you just said, some girls have different turn-ons and different, like, things will make them finish in comparison to other girls. Like, me and you have completely different, like... I remember it took us a while to actually have the conversation and I realised that you had completely different things that would make you finish compared to me. True, And I was like, really? That's And I thought it was, like, one rule for everyone. I was like... (laughs) Yeah. And and sometimes we, we are giving each other advice, like, and that can be harmful because when yeah. someone goes in with the advice of, okay, I've never come before, like, a guy's never made me finish, and I, it's making me feel a bit rubbish because it feels like I'm wasting my time having sex with mm. these people and I'm not getting anything out of it. But Sarah said that if I do this and I use a vibrator or if I ask him to do that, then I'll come and then you try it and you're like, still hasn't worked, there's something yeah, wrong with me. exactly. Yeah. yeah, so you need to learn what works specifically for you and adapt and that's yeah. how you get a good partner. You just have to be prepared to throw everything you know out the window yeah. and start again and listen, communicate, respond. Exactly, exactly. And I think it'll get better over time with your partner. Yeah. Because you'll get more comfortable at talking about things, Mm. but also, like, you'll just get more comfortable, like, in terms of, like, where you start, like, what you start with. Do you start with kissing? Do you start Mm. with neck kissing? Like, you know, that kind of routine, the foreplay that you have, Mm. the routine you have in your foreplay and, like, the positions that you go through, um, it will all start to be more smooth over time. Yeah. So yeah. it will lead to that. Give it time, guys. Yeah. You have to be patient for these kind of things, unfortunately. I know, it's very um, annoying. <laughs> and also, it's not just going to be the first time that you lose your virginity. Yeah. It's the only time that's going to be awkward. Mm. Like, I feel like every first time yeah. can be awkward. Yeah, definitely. With any news. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my life mm-hmm. sorry my life <laughs> it is though because you're, yeah. you're you're learning how each other each other's rhythms yeah um, and you might be completely out of rhythm and we've said this before like sometimes it cannot be you can't match each other's rhythms yeah sometimes you get to the point where you're trying to learn it's just not happening and yeah. it's time to call it quits <laughs> but don't be completely disheartened yeah if you know you don't match the first time Exactly. You can figure it out. Yeah. 
I, I feel like. Definitely, definitely. All right, we're moving on to another very juicy category this time. So the, the title <laughs> of this one is To Kink or Not To Kink. Oh God, the question. Oh God, I am. All right, can I just put a disclaimer? I just want to say, yeah, mom, dad, <laughs> sign off now. <laughs> if you've been listening this far, it's impressive. <laughs> but now is the time. I'm, I'm not having it. No, <laughs> I'm not having it. You need to turn off. <laughs> turn off now, because we all have words. I know I'm 24, and I can, you know, you, everyone knows, you know, I've been with my boyfriend for three years. Yeah. you know, it's out there. But <laughs> no. <laughs> Categorically, no. Anyway, turning back to the thing. Back to it, back to it. <laughs> okay, so to kink or not to kink. Um, first question in this was, what to do when you've got a kink and you're too scared to bring it up to a new partner? Just do it. Yeah, I think that's the only way, isn't it? Yeah. You kind of have to fight through the fear. Find the right moment. Mm-hmm. Think about how you're going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and... Um, I've like from advice that I've take, uh, received from people like sometimes it's good to talk about sex like outside of the bedroom so in like a neutral yeah. situation maybe even like in public or something yeah um, just to kind of take the well, pressure off no yeah not in public but you know when you sit next to you don't want to like be in a restaurant you know when you sit next to a couple and you're like the fuck is going on <laughs> And all, and you get like snippets of the conversation. All you can hear is like, all you can hear is like, vibrate. It's like, <laughs> it's like that Whips. TikTok sound. Yeah, um, no, have it privately or public place, but not but you know, privately. Yeah, public but private. Not in like a quiet place. Like, yeah, you know, not in a restaurant yeah. where you know you're not going to be heard. Yeah, know? it's between you two at the end of the day. It's between yeah, you two. <laughs> um, we didn't want to hear that when we're sitting down for our Valentine's dinner, and you're like, I know what I'm going to bring up to him today. I'm going to bring up that thing that I heard. I'm absolutely clueless. Oh gosh. No, don't blame us. No. Um, <laughs> if you get caught out by a family of five sitting next to you. <laughs> okay, yeah, make sure there are no kids around. Yeah. And also, I think a lot of the time, most of us feel like we can bring these kinks up whilst we're in the moment. Like, yeah. oh, I know what to do. Like, now we're in it, I'm going to try and take my chances and, like, whip out my handcuffs. Yeah. Because we're in the moment, maybe they'll be really, like, into it. Yeah. And maybe they will. Maybe it's like, oh, well, they're feeling super, like, turned on and, like, they're in the moment and, like, fuck it, like, put the handcuffs on me. Yeah. But it could also be a case of they're in the moment, you're in the moment, you whip out the handcuffs and then they're like, and now I'm scared. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that it actually is a mood killer. Yeah, and <laughs> now it's time to stop. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and I think even with, like... Uh, okay, this is going on really kinky, but, like, even with, like, BDSM couples, mm. they have to properly talk about what they're okay with and what they're not okay with they have safe words and they fully consent to things and they don't consent to things before they even get into that situation Mm -hmm. of sex so bringing things up like in the bedroom like Mm -hmm. whilst you're doing it Mm -hmm. is not the best option did i ever tell you about i don't know if anyone else has studied law that's i'm listening to this but you'll know exactly what case i'm about to bring up so there's a case that we learned in um, Criminal, and it's all to do with the consent module. Um, And it was a group of guys who were all having, like, a sexual encounter all together. Um, And they basically had, like, really, really, really hardcore BDSM with each other to the point where it classed as grievous bodily harm. I can't remember the exact details, but someone caught them. They had, like, physical, like, lasting scars. Um, I think they were, like, suffocating each other and all that stuff. But yeah. it was all consensual. It was ruled in court that you cannot consent to that level of grievous bodily harm. Oh, wow. So it was classed as non-consensual. Oh, my God, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. 
That's so. really interesting. Yeah, because some people are fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, like, no, is, like, like suffocate each level. other. Yeah, yeah. like, it, it's a bit mad. I don't want to yuck other people's yum. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I've been waiting the whole episode to say that. <laughs> but, like, but, yeah, no, some, some things can be taken too far. And some people don't know what their limits should be. Yeah, I think, I feel like, yeah, borderline, if, you know, suffocating someone, like putting a bag over someone's face is telling you on. Maybe you should like question yeah. where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> therapy. Yeah, like with the doctor. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm scared now that we're going to get cancelled. Oh, no. Stop. Um, anyway, so maybe to be on. I feel like we answered that. Yeah. yeah. Best time to bring up your kink to your partner is in a neutral situation. Outside just, the bedroom. Just have a fully honest, genuine conversation about yeah. it. And at the end of the day, if they respond in a way that makes you feel like, that maybe make you feel shame, maybe they're shaming you a bit, then you, you can pull them up on that and be like, that's not fair. You know, I'm bringing it up with you because yeah. I want to be fair. I'm trying to be considerate of your feelings. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to make sure that you're comfortable with anything that I do. I don't want to bring up in the moment just in case you feel like, yeah. just in case this happens, just in exactly, case you're not... Yeah into it yeah like yeah. i'm trying i'm just making sure for your own safety and for mine that we're both down for the same things and if they make you feel any type of way about that for being mature and having a mature conversation about sex you know the thing that you do fucking every week with this person or i don't know if, if you're in a relationship or if you're in a friend a situation friends of benefits whatever yeah. no one should make you feel silly for bringing that up um and if you feel it can be scary it, because of, you know, just how society's made us feel about having these conversations, about speaking about sex. Um, yeah. Which is, is shit. Uh, but you just have to push past that for the sake of potentially getting the thing that you want because they yeah, could be down exactly. and you could be missing out. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> just think about the reward yeah. that you could have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, and see someone's rejection as a reward because if they're yeah. not on it, at least you know and you can stop wasting your time. If it's something that's a non-negotiable for you and you feel like you've been having to hold back. Exactly. Um, you're like, oh, or maybe one day I can bring it up and they'll be down. Bring it up now and you'll know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And also you can't expect to change people's minds either. Mm. Like, it might be the case that someone just needs some time to get used to the idea or to mm. get comfortable with the idea or, like, open up to it. But yeah. if they're very adamant that, no, they don't want to do this then believe that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, sit with that. Take yeah. it out on face value. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so toxic kinks is the second mm, um, yeah. question that was asked to us. Yeah, my friend sent in this question. So she said, what about toxic kinks and how can it affect your relationship? So when we say toxic kinks, are we talking like the BDSM thing that I just spoke about? Probably, maybe? yeah. Um, I think my friend was specifically talking about like derogation, der- Oh, I don't want to give an example because if someone's into it, I don't want to be rude. But yeah. if someone's like, you dirty little slut. Yeah, you dirty little slut. You, you stinky yeah. bitch. It, the only scenario I can think of is like, if during sex you like to be called all these derogatory yeah. names, yeah. and then, but then you want them to call you like, honey. <laughs> In a normal situation, outside of sex, Sweetheart. you want to be really affectionate yeah, and like yeah. almost soft, but in bed, you yeah. want it to be brutal. I know someone, shaming. Yeah, I know a few people that like to be um, spat on, like like their mouths being spat, spat yeah. in as well. 
I mean, it's obviously a category. Yeah. Because it's not just one person that said it to me. Yeah. It's not just one person that's... It's a whole category on, like, porn sites and stuff. Exactly, so yeah. people must like it. And, you know, as long as it's a conversation where everyone's consenting and, you know, like we said before, you have those boundaries where if it gets too far, um, there's an understanding where you can, you know, everyone stops. Yeah. Um, so, the, so no lines are blurred. Exactly. So if it leaks into other aspects of the relationship where it's like, the disrespect isn't just in the bedroom yeah. and it's not even sexual disrespect anymore, then, mm. yeah, you have to think about, like, why did that happen? Why yeah. did that boundary get crossed? Mm. And then definitely have a conversation about that with your partner. Bring it up. I think it's a dumpable offence, though. And it's a dumpable offence, yeah, because if it's something that, you know, it's a one-off, they did it once, and then you think that once you call them out on it, they're not going to do mm. it again. Maybe you can move on from it. But if you think like, no, it's really like made the rest of the relationship toxic, yeah. then yeah, dumpable offence. Dumpable <laughs> offence. This actually reminds me as well of my favourite TV show in the whole wide world, Normal People. Uh, if you've yes. not watched it, oh my God, get yeah. to watch it. Watched it about 5,000 times. Um, and do you know how she ends up getting with that guy who is into um, pain and, like, um, control? Well, actually, he wasn't into it, I don't think. Like, she got him into it. She told no, him No, the first it. guy. Which first guy? The young... The when she went to a different country. guy. No, the first guy. Oh, okay. He was the one that introduced it to her. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, mm, we don't like him. No, we don't like um, him at all. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. Um, but not because of, like, what's he going to do. It's just because he's a prick. Yeah. Uh, you, you're going to if you watch it. Yeah. Watch it. Um, <laughs> so, great actor, because I really hate him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so she um, said it was an act. She said it's weird. It's like a game. It's like I'm pretending I'm not really in his control. That was interesting to me because, obviously, there was a whole, like, um, other aspect of that that was to do with her own relationships with like different um family members and her upbringing as to why she liked that um but out of context the whole pretending thing is interesting to me because that's I suppose how you how you separate the disrespect from leaking into other aspects of the relationship because mm. you're pretending in the bedroom you're not actually under their oh, control yeah, it's like role playing yeah yeah um, but if at any point I suppose if you do feel like you are in their control or if they feel like they're contr- they actually have control of you um, and they have a right to say certain things and do certain things um, that they wouldn't do with anyone else or that you couldn't do back to them, then it's harmful. It's a bit dangerous, I think. Yeah. And um, after watching Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> I feel like I, what I got from that is like in those kind of BDSM situations, mm. the, person, the, the, the person who is sub... Um, submissive they're the ones that should actually be in control at all times like because yes. or like they're the ones that matter because if they say the code word like it, the sex it's can over. be stopped yeah, yeah it's over um so it's really down to them so they're like the most they're the ones that call the shots really because mm. they're letting the other people do those things they're not doing it out of obligation yeah kind of. they're actually yeah. it's they're letting them they're giving permission yeah and i think that's what makes the key difference yeah 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 interesting take Ooh, mm. <laughs> is this is the last one in this category. the last one in this category yeah so bringing a third person into the bedroom how to do it um is it appropriate is it appropriate mm-hmm. for my boyfriend no <laughs> <laughs> my 
naughty if you listen to me. <laughs> listen to me, listen to me, right? Listen to me, listen to me, God, listen to me, God. <laughs> N-O. <laughs> that's just, no. You know what? It's all about personal preferences. Yeah. You've got throuples these days. There are loads of throuples and mm. um, poly- polygamy or mm. polyamory is something that's being spoken about a lot or like non-monogamous relationships. It's kind of different though to having three people in the bedroom, isn't it? To be fair. Yeah, but it's still a form of non-monogamy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, well, that's fair, maybe. It could also be the gatekeeper. Oh, sorry, is it the, the gatekeeper? The gateway. Gateway, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> the gateway kink. It's a gateway kink, yeah. <laughs> you can That's like, you get comfortable with, like, a third person there. You're like, oh, maybe I should go to these sex parties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would actually love to be a fly on the wall there, you know. I just think it would be really, I, just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I actually watched a documentary by Maya Jama. The, oh. the first time I ever heard of Maya Jama was when she made a documentary quite a few years ago now. And I think, I can't remember what it was called, but I think it was something to do with one night stands. So she ended up going to like different places, like different countries to see their attitudes towards sex. And I remember that she actually went to like an organization or like a house or something where they were having like orgies with each other and so she was the fly on the wall just observing and I was like damn (laughs) imagine that situation yeah being live and direct in front of like masses of group sex yeah crazy yeah Um, must have stunk in there in there (laughs) Um, I was gonna say a good person to follow on Instagram about non-monogamy is um this sexologist or relationship scientist called Dr. Jana, mm. um, spelt with like Z H A N A on Instagram. Um, she talks a lot about non-monogamy and like pe- mm. opening up your relationship, what that can bring to it, how to do it. Yeah, it's mm. yeah. So that's really interesting. I think yeah, it's it all boils down to communication, doesn't it? Communication, communication, communication. <laughs> Just like how you know that shit. It's like location. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, wasn't it? With me, I think when it comes to threesomes, the thing that I get worried about when I envision it, because I've never had one before, Same. Um, I don't know if I would ever want one. I'm not Doesn't really appeal. Interested. Yeah, yeah. That's not, it's not my vibe. Like, <laughs> it's not really my vibe. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not a threesome girl. I'm quite vanilla. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a, I'm like a <laughs> me and you, me and you vibe. Um, so, I don't, <laughs> like, I just don't really think I would want it. <laughs> And when I think about it, right, my options, okay? It's either two guys, yeah. too many willies. <laughs> too many, don't no, like it. They, I... <laughs> don't like it. No. No. A lot of responsibility. It is a lot of pressure. How can you think about yourself? Yeah. No, but what if you don't have to do anything with their willies? What if, like, one is kissing you, feeling your body, the other one is doing the thrusting? I would, like, feel a, a responsibility. What if they make you feel like you don't need to have that responsibility? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, put me in that position and then maybe I might find out. But wait. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. No. no. That's not what I meant. <laughs> oh, God. No, I feel like I just can't see it panning out like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's one 
version. The other version is two vaginas. So <laughs> girls can get with girls, right? Obviously, I know a lot of girls that have gotten with each other, that are friends. Um, and that's like something that girls tend to be able to get even more than I suppose guy friends get with each other. Again, yeah. societal thing. Yeah. Um, fascization of girls getting with each other. Yeah. Not so much on guys getting with each other. Cool. Um, I don't find anything really sexually arousing for me with girls yeah i like can appreciate and find a girl sexy but it's not going to turn me on yeah so yeah i feel like you'd have to almost like be exploring your sexuality in terms of like your orientation like mm. in order to be able to do that like yeah or the other option is he is, she's kissing my mum. so <laughs> if, if that's the case and obviously we've agreed Get to it off. yeah <laughs> i well, you know what i picture i picture She's she's all she's all up on there, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm just there. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine that you're just like yeah, like an evolved. Yeah. Oh, like oh my god, no. Me and Matty watch this show. Okay, guys, you need to watch this show. It's called um oh my god, Open House. Right. We you need. To, I'm gonna watch it with you. It's on okay. Channel Four. Watch it. It's about um couples that are exploring the idea of introducing someone else into the relationship or into the bedroom. So um, there's all these people that are essentially like, not experts, but they're, they've been in these struggles before. So they're waiting to basically give them a taste of what it would be like to be in an open relationship or to be yeah. in a thruple. Um, or to have a threesome. Um, most of these um, couples have never had these experiences before. So And it's all filmed. Mm. So they um, have these experiences. Sometimes they gradually enter into these situations where they go on a date with the three of them and then they spend the night with each other but there was an episode where the girl in fact it was the guy so the girl this girl and guy were a couple the girl was bisexual they picked another girl to get into the relationship the girl and the the new girl so let's call the girl um lindsay and the new girl was um Vanessa Vanessa so Vanessa and Lindsay having a great time and like, getting with each other loving it yeah um George ain't loving it you know <laughs> George feels uncomfortable um I think George was how I picture myself to be in this situation <laughs> Just excluded. you know naked you know head to toe naked really dangling really <laughs> dangling um you know just sitting on his heels really <laughs> I'm just thinking when when will this end because it's ain't fun for me no more. Yeah. And he brought it up and he was like, I felt like a spout part. Yeah. And that's how I feel like I would feel. I know because and I think it's a, a lot of pressure to for the three people to try and divide their attention equally mm. between everyone because obviously when it's just you and someone else, you give you just focus on them yeah. fully. And that's hard enough. That yeah, exactly, exactly. Because so. you also have to try and like not be in your own head too much so that mm. you can actually be connected to your body so you can get pleasure as well Mm -hmm. but if you're constantly thinking about pleasuring the other two people which i think is what happens a lot when it's two guys and one girl Mm -hmm. i think the two guys might just be too concerned with like using the girl's body to yeah this is the thing i feel like this is what's actually i've just deep this it's annoying me (laughs) that i've felt this way because with threesomes i feel like if it's two guys and a girl then the guys have their way with the girl, in my mind. Yeah. And then if it's two girls and a guy, then the guy's in heaven because he's got two girls focusing on him. Yeah. Why am I thinking like that? And why is that the because, vision that's yeah, pushed? Yeah, because I think, like, the vision of, like, the girl with the two guys fully focusing on her, that's not a 
I don't know if that's a thing. Or, <laughs> or maybe, no, it is a thing, surely, but it's definitely not what's mostly spoken about or yeah. what guys envision. Envision, yeah. When it's they, not when like the, them. um, it's not the, like, glossy image of a threesome. Yeah. The ones that you see in movies, the ones that they talk about in books. Yeah. It's, Usually two girls and a guy, um, and the guy's in heaven, he only touches yeah. on him, or it's a guy and his best friend having their way with a girl. Yeah. And she's like, she's basically their sex toy. Yeah. That's, what, that's how they make it out to be. Yeah. And I don't like that. I don't like that, yeah. Because I like the idea of, okay, if you're going to have a threesome, have a threesome, but why isn't everyone sharing out their energies and attention equally? Yeah, true. Or why don't we just focus on one of the girls and just see, <laughs> or take turns, yeah, like, take turns, yeah. focusing on each other. But we haven't talked about, like, if the guys get with each other. Yeah. Because it so, could be, like, a threesome with a bisexual guy involved. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, again, not something that's really pushed in mainstream media, that, yeah. that vision. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I suppose it depends on... <laughs> it yeah. depends on everyone's sexual orientation. Um, depends on how willing you are to spread your energies out um, yeah. evenly. And just how down you are. Like, how experimental do you feel? I think the best way to introduce it would be gradually go on the... Like, how they did an open house. Yes, yeah. Three-way date. Yeah. Yeah. You can always make a couple's um, Tinder account mm-hmm. or a Hinge account together, you know, like with a yeah. couple photos. Because I've seen that when I've been on the apps before. Well, they have it on Field. Oh, yeah, and there's like certain apps as well, That's, isn't there? Like yeah, designed for, for couples to find people. But so, I suppose maybe it's like, is it just, is it a throuple or is it just they want a threesome, like a one off mm, thing? Yeah. Then or a I committed, suppose. like, three way relationship. Yeah, it's so different. I suppose. We're both kind of, I'm going to say it again, <laughs> clueless on this. Because... <laughs> I don't know why I find it so funny every time. Yeah, because I'm side-eyeing, like, clueless. Clueless. I think we're both kind of clueless on this kind of topic because I think neither of us are threesome kind of girls. Nah, nah, nah. So, yeah, the answer would be don't really have to think about it because it's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, exactly, it's exactly. hard to put ourselves in that um, situation or scenario, but yeah. I hope that we were helpful. I think, again, communication, I think um, gradual introductions yeah. are the best when it comes to adding someone else and making sure that extra person knows what you guys are are offering them. Yes, exactly. exactly. Because if they're coming into a relationship that you've already established, mm-hmm. they might be the ones that feel left out then. Yeah, actually. So um, you have to kind of be sensitive as well to their feelings mm. or, like, their needs. I just thought of something as well. So you have, like, a sub and a dom most of the time. Yeah. With the third person, the fuck happens with that? I guess the dynamic changes, doesn't it? Um, Dr. Jana, actually, the relationship scientist that mm. I follow on Instagram, uh, sometimes she's talked about how, like... Because people have asked her, like, are you mainly sub or are you mainly dom? And she says, like, she's actually... She likes to be a bit of both. Okay. So I guess, like, it's not in either or, is it? Like, people can be fluid with those yeah. kind of things. And yeah. I think it can just depend on the dynamic that ends up being established mm-hmm. in the situation. Mm. The personalities and stuff. I suppose if it's something that you want to try... Um, speak to your partner about it, see where they're at. If it feels like it's maybe um, a make or break for you, 
then maybe it's a case where you should think about the idea of a throuple because mm. maybe a threesome isn't what you want if it's a make or break situation. Yeah. If your partner's like, no, I don't ever want a threesome, then you're like, oh, well, I can't be with you. Then maybe a throuple is the kind of thing that you yeah. would prefer. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Or an open relationship maybe is more yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. I think the main point as well is like, if you're thinking about it and if you're strongly considering it, um, if you never do it, you'll never know. Yeah. If you never try, you'll, you'll never know. So. Yeah. Go Maybe for push it. yourself. Yeah, go for it. You only have one life. Yeah. YOLO. YOLO. I've not heard that in a while. I know. <laughs> when, you, when you said it, you were like, oh. Yeah. God. such old lingo. <laughs> no. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> okay, so final category. Final category. I can... only two questions. Okay, so final category. What would people say? What would they say? What would they say? Okay. First question. Um, should you, or is it okay to shag your friends? So, silence says it all, doesn't it, people? Yeah. Alright, so... so <laughs> how do we go about dissecting this? Right, I've never been in a situation where I've had sex with a friend. Same. But I've been in a situation where I've been in a sexual situation with someone, I've been dating them, and we've been, we've had sex together, um, and then, you know things have ended but we've been in the same friendship group it ended really bad so I was, <laughs> I was say it was awful um because obviously once you've established those kind of boundaries you've established um a dynamic of you guys being i suppose romantically involved once you are in a friendship group and you're on nights out because we were in uni as well so you know what that's like um then it's almost like there's there's weird lines that you need to establish that are awkward to establish because you're meant to be friends but yeah and if you get with someone on a night out if you're speaking with someone if someone approaches you if you're dancing with someone it's just so weird if people want to talk about a new person that you're dating in a group setting is that appropriate i suppose in this scenario it would be friends of benefits yeah um and i think most of the time when i think of friends of benefits they're out of the circle they're not in my circle yeah yeah exactly so, that's how I feel like I can cope personally because I didn't think I could have a friends of benefits that I see all the time. That's yeah, you see them all the time. Yeah, mm, yeah I don't... Because as well, it's about, like, how do you not catch feelings? Like, if you've got mm. a friendship with this person, like, you obviously like their personality mm. and then you're enjoying sleeping with them, then what is stopping you from turning that into a relationship like it could get more complicated or imagine if it doesn't work out so like say if you just end up um it's just a one-time thing like you're at a house party with you and all your friends Mm -hmm. and then you end up getting with one of those friends then that could potentially ruin the friendship if you don't want it to continue or if someone's feelings have gotten involved yeah then how is that going to change the dynamic with your friendship group Oh uh, yeah, that yeah, because you have to think about. I'm, I'm assuming that if if you're friends with them, then they're part of your circle. So, yeah, these are all things that you need to consider. I've never ever really even considered sleeping with a friend just because I put them in that category, and that's that's that. That's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you ever move over, then you're out of the friendship category forever. There's no going exactly, back. Exactly. Yeah. So um, if it doesn't work out, we're just gonna be strangers now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know you anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if I see you in the club, <laughs> <laughs> you see me in the club. Yeah. What happened to the? <laughs> I tried to join them, guys. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, 
terrible, terrible. Oh, God. Um, no, it's true. I feel like if once you're friends, you're friends, and, and if you want something more, um, then it has to be from a distance for me, I feel like. That's the only yeah. way that it, it, it could work and be not messy. Um, yeah. It's just so hard to establish boundaries otherwise I think as well if you are um having sex regularly um and you'll see each other regularly in friendship situations in group situations maybe even one-on-one situations like you said how do you differentiate that from relationship but also what if you start to get jealous what if yeah. things that you were seeing before with people approaching them and mm, yeah. messaging getting messages from other people blah blah, blah like yeah <sighs> I guess there's no harm done if it truly is like a one-time thing and then mm. afterwards you can move on and not speak about it anymore. Because I feel like I know people who have been in those situations and they move on from it really quickly um, and just resume mm. what was already there. Do you know what I would um, question more? I think about the future and each of you moving on, getting relationships, yeah, yeah, getting into relationships and how would it make them feel? Like yeah. it's not fair for them to... Enter and I know obviously you've had this friendship before, maybe you've met your girlfriend or boyfriend. Um, but it's a lot to have to accept. Um yeah. if you're around this person all the time. Obviously, if you're confident in your relationship and you know that you're a loyal person, your partner knows you're a loyal person, it does just come down to having confidence in the relationship. But it's also it's a lot to ask from one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know what this makes me think of friends. You know, with Rachel and yeah, yeah, it was Joey and Rachel were together for a while. Yeah, I think, and then Ross and Rachel ended up together. Yeah, but then also remember all the other people that they were dating. Yeah, they stayed friends all with each other. Yeah, even whilst they were dating other people. Or even how I met. This is just a sitcom conversation now. How I met your mother. Oh my god! Yeah, when Robin and Ted would date other people, and those yeah. people would find out they used to be together, and they lived together, exactly. and they were like, "That's fucking weird." And then didn't. Robin end up with Barney as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So American sitcoms really obviously like this idea of shagging your friends. <laughs> yeah. They they think it's fine. They, they think, think it's funny. Right. Yeah. I think it's fucking weird. Uh, um, now I think if that's what you want to do, do it safely. Do it at your own risk. Yeah. <laughs> do it at your own risk. Yeah, at your own risk. Because that's it's true. a very risky game that, um, mm-hmm. you know, even in the moment and thereafter. Yep. It's it's you can you're risking your friendship. Yeah. You're risking the dynamics of the group. Um, because at the end of the day, sex is an intimate, very intimate thing. Yeah. It's a romantic thing. You've got to find each other sexually attractive. Um yeah, I just I know people, I've known so many people that are friends still that have had sex and they yeah. they're fine with it, but I just don't think maybe it's because I don't I couldn't do it myself yeah 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 not if I'm with someone every day yeah but then maybe again, it would be different if you were in that situation and you saw how like quickly the situation just moved on then you'd be like oh mm. I guess it is possible mm. yeah because then again I suppose like I mean I'm friends with people that I've like chatted to yeah but never that I've had sex with, but I've, like, chatted with them. Like, yeah. you know, when you first meet someone, maybe you think it's going to be one way, and then you're like, actually, we're just friends. Yeah. So I've had that, um, and that's been fine um, for us. But then again, you know, their partner didn't like me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, mate, yeah, it's just a mess. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Avoid um, it. Avoid at your it. own risk is my advice. <laughs> at your own risk. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs>
Yellow. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, stop saying it. <laughs> Alright, okay. okay. We're going on the last question now. Last question. I think it's quite a juicy one. I like this one. Mm. Um, oh god, yeah. Right. So, how do you feel about sleeping with someone with a high body count? Okay, I didn't want to be the semantics police, but what is high? In it, exactly. We all have a different opinion about this. Some people's yeah. opinions. They need to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Some people need to. Wait for it. Drum roll. Drum roll. Drum roll. Grow up. <laughs> That's what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, because this is a big conversation on TikTok. I've seen so many TikToks. So many male podcast men. <laughs> male podcast men. <laughs> out here judging everyone on their body count. When they're not a fucking saint. Ew, yeah. Didn't you say that there was like that podcast group? Those two guys that were fresh just... And, the Fresh and Fit podcast. Oh, your name is Shaman. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I will. I will. No yeah. name and shame, yeah. Fresh and Fit podcast, Andrew Tate. Yeah, talking about you. Don't, don't remember who else. <laughs> I try not to pay attention too much to you, weirdos, but. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow yeah. you end up on my feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here I go. No, I um, did my research. I had to do my research. You have to be aware. Of, like, um, if your man follows the Fresh and Fit podcast or Andrew Tate. Run. Run for the hills. Yeah, <laughs> as fast as you can. Because I've been there and it oh, was not yeah. fun. It was no. not fun. It's yeah, not they might it. say, I don't think, I don't agree with everything they say. Lies. <laughs> why are you still following them? Yeah, if that's the case, then why are you still following them? Of <laughs> course you don't agree with everything they say. Um, so what was it that they said about high body counts in females? So they would just say things like, oh, if a girl's got a higher body count, then insert some random number, um, then she's not going to be loyal. She's for the streets. She's all of this, the blah, blah, blah. So what um, happens when... Oh, this, I don't even know where to start. So I feel like a lot of girls... Like, I'm on heat. Um, <laughs> I feel like a lot of girls um, accept um, a lot of guys having way higher body counts than them. When I say way higher, way higher. Yeah. Um, you know, having their fun, having their time at uni, mm. being all lad, lad, lad. Um, <laughs> boys all lads. boys. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, now he's settled down. He's got it out of system. Why can't girls get it out of our system? Isn't it? Why is it one rule for one? Yeah. I mean, I don't agree with getting out of your system. I think that's bullshit. Um, but if you've got that mentality, then make it work for both. Because this whole image of girls are romantic and girls attach their feelings to sex. Yeah. Some girls. Some yes. guys do that too. Some girls don't do that at all. And it can depend on your maturity level. like Yeah. Which can change and evolve. Like, your opinions around sex can definitely change as you grow up and stuff and maybe you've gone through different phases where at one time you were way more sexually liberated or whatever or just like more interested in sleeping with different people way more casual yeah yeah you you were more yeah you're doing that more and then at other times you went through a different phase of like no my mentality is different now I'd rather only sleep with someone I'm in a relationship with yeah and then you you've sleep with less people but overall your body count is only ever going to increase yeah um, it can't go down yeah people <laughs> so, try though people like you know when you recycle an ex to make sure your body don't yeah. do yourself dirty like that don't do yourself dirty like that oh, yeah this is another thing like if you try and value your body count in terms of like i want to keep it low you end up keeping your options really low because then if you've invested if you've slept with someone one time 
you almost feel like that was an investment. Sleeping with them was an investment. Yeah. And if they turn out to be a shitty person, you might not want to leave them because if you leave them, that means that the next person you get with, that's yeah. going to be a, another body you're adding to your body count. Mm. So don't do that to yourself. It's better to leave a bad person and yeah. increase your body count yeah. if it means you're going to end up with someone better. Mm. And, you know, following on from that... The whole recycle thing, if you're, you've left someone because of that, because they're a bad person, because they're not good for you, why recycle them just for the fact that you'll be accepted more in society um, as, let's be honest, as a female, because it's more applied to females. Yeah. Um, you're going to really let someone, allow someone, someone's bad energy, someone who treated you badly or who just wasn't for you, didn't make you happy enough to stay with them anyway, you're going to let them back into your body. Mm. you're gonna give them that access again why yeah just if that's the sole reason just so your body count doesn't go up really really rethink how you view sex and and how much value you put on body count because our our basic answer to this would be it doesn't matter um to a degree yeah um and that's why it's it's so damaging to put that much emphasis on it to the point where you're gonna do yourself dirty and allow someone to take the piss yeah. um, out of fear that your body count's going to go up because you're scared of how other people might perceive you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think, on the other hand, I've been with guys who... Um, in fact, no, just one guy who um, his body count... I remember asking him, he'll know, if you ever listen to this, he'll know exactly who he is. This is when I first started being, like, I suppose sexually active. So I was, I think at the time I was, I don't think my age. <laughs> no, I was 18. Um, and he was a bit older. Um, I kind of, I was just so naive and I just really <laughs> just let him take the piss, basically. <laughs> just took the piss. Um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> over it though it's fine yeah of course of course obviously over it you know I'm happy now um I'm not gonna show on that but um yeah it's piss on me um so I once asked him how many people have you slept with um and he said he laughed I thought I'll actually be him for a second let me just embody my my inner prick um <laughs> what he did was he went <laughs> that's like me asking you how many people you've kissed yeah and at that moment, that was the last time I slept with him. Um, ew. Ew. I think, you know, I'm not trying to judge anyone on how many people they slept with because they it might not determine at all how they're going to treat you individually. Yeah. Um, but that, to me, the way he said it so flippantly, just gave me everything I needed to know. That's how you view sex. That's how you... Yeah. It's an in and out. It's, a, it's an exchange. It's a quick exchange for you. Yeah. And then you're out, you know? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think... Yeah, what I'm hearing from that is, like, your body count might not... Like, the actual number itself might not tell you a lot about a person, but mm. then, like, little bits about their personality and how, how their attitudes towards sex and then what their body count actually is, mm. that might give you, like a full picture yeah. of what they think about sex and whether or not you should be sleeping with them. Yeah. Because um, someone can have a really high body count, but it doesn't mean that they're good at sex. Because oh my God, this narrative. Yeah, Please. yeah. Please. I think a lot of... I think in society generally, yeah, guys are given credit if they've got a high body count. Yeah. They've, if they've slept with loads of girls, they think, oh my God, yeah, I'm a player. Yeah. I can get loads of girls. It doesn't mean that... 
all of them were satisfied with you though. Probably not, to be honest. Probably not. Does none of them come back, right? Did, did they, they come did back? They ask yourself, ask did yourself. Did they come back? And how many, t- if they came back, how long though? Yeah. <laughs> and if they came back as well, maybe they were stupid. Like, yeah. maybe, not stupid, but maybe they were like a little bit inexperienced because they're dealing with dickheads like you. <laughs> <laughs> and now, <laughs> they're dealing with assholes like yourself. Um, and, you know, they, they just keep sort of going through this like revolving door of having very quick sort of meaningless sexual exchanges with people yeah. so they're never really learning what's good for them exactly and in exchange you're never learning what's good for females yeah. so you might think that you're doing an amazing job because you're bouncing around from girl to girl yeah that could just mean that you're a good looking guy and you've got the chat exactly it might not mean anything exactly. about how you perform yeah. in the bedroom because as well unless you're getting feedback feedback from every single girl that mm-hmm. you sleep with how do you know that you're actually good and improving? Like the number yeah. doesn't doesn't say a lot about your actual performance. It just no. yeah, yeah yeah it's true. I would much rather have sex with someone who has maybe had sex with has a body count of two or three, but they those are three long term relationships. Yeah. Instead of having sex with someone who's got a body count of let's say one hundred and fifty, yeah, but has never had a relationship. Because yeah. How how are you to know that you're good? You uh, you know you you've not ever had a consistent uh, partner. Yeah, you've not ever solidified something enough. How am I even to know that you respected the people that you slept with enough? Yeah, to care, or if it was fully consentful as well. Mm, mm, mm. 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 Yeah, um, did you ever think about that? Yeah. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. I think to a degree, if it's not really physically possible, if you're our age to have had anything meaningful in those 200 people. Yeah. Um, to have time to have feedback. And therefore, I'm going to think that you might not really know what you're doing. I'm not going to assume and, you know, have that as fat. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to stop myself from doing something that I want to do. Yeah. Um, if I am, you know, wanting to do that with, with that person. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I will have that in the back of my head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... Did the, were they fully respectful with every single sexual encounter that they had? Mm. If they if it, they slept with over a hundred people, yeah. And as well, if they're young, then maybe a lot of the people that they slept with were was when they were younger. And were they really mature enough, mm. um, to be handling those situations appropriately? Yeah, yeah. If it started at a young age, so yeah. in one context, if you're thinking about having casual sex with someone that's got a high body count and you don't really care if you're gonna have an orgasm or not go for it um, <laughs> um but if you want to if you're considering taking someone seriously to have an actual relationship with someone to date someone and invest in them and they've got um a certain body count don't let it stop you like we said it wouldn't be fair if a guy did that to a female so you know yeah. all the way around that's not really fair yeah um but at the same time if it's a certain number meshed with a certain demeanor and approach to sex then that can be a red flag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You have to look out for the misogyny when it comes to conversations about body count. Yeah. Because um, it's not fun. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Let's talk. Let's just really quick story. So, yeah. Um, so, Larissa. <laughs> <laughs> no, Larissa, you did a really good job in getting out of uh, not so 
great situation. Yeah. You know, not naming any names, but... Basically, of, yeah. I was fully judged for my body count. Yes. Um, fully made to feel like... A slut. I was watching. Yeah, 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 slut shame. Yeah. It was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> what? <Right, let's... laughs> <laughs> no, this guy. Don't even get me No, nah, this guy. <laughs> Talked about my dad. <laughs> no, you brought a dad into it. Oh, no, what, did it what was it that he said? What was it that he no, said? It was actually, I'm not gonna say everything that he said, but he was like, basically said, Your body count's so high because you don't have a dad. Yeah. The mother fucker. I cannot believe There's every time that I. It, you know, when you go back to it and you're like, It's just. Oh my god. So much. He up. was such a nasty, vindictive human being. <laughs> Um, <laughs> right. let's not talk about him yeah. anymore. But, but just, just that focusing situation. on that situation specifically. Yeah. Don't um, put up with it. And no. that can happen. Like, it's happened to me. Yeah. And never again will I ever tolerate anyone no. <laughs> ever and I, judging me for my body count. I think the important thing to think to take from that as well is as a guy or as the person maybe as a girl anyone that sort of has a mentality on body count that does judge someone on body count really ask yourself is it are you ashamed of that person or do you have some internal issues that you need to work through do you have maybe some like preconceived notions on sex maybe some like you've attached some gender norms and some stereotypes to sex and you've got this vision and it's overriding your actual connection like real life connections to people yeah it's getting in the way and and their actual personalities because you're attaching in that scenario is attaching a certain perception of of um, an invisible person that has this body count to you yeah and not taking into account your personality and your morals and your actual views on sex and relationships none of that was taken into account yeah that's why it was so unfair yeah yeah (laughs) because it was the opposite of what of who you are it's also a projection like if someone is unwilling to be with a girl who's got a body count let's say that's higher than theirs or Mm. a body count that they consider to be high i think that comes from insecurity because they're worried about how you're you're gonna compare them yeah to whoever else has been with and i've seen this in girls you know some of my friends are worried that their um boyfriends have higher body counts than them they're like oh gosh they obviously is it links back to this whole idea that they're going to be super super experienced and know what they're doing and i don't know because they've had 75 people (laughs) and i've had one and but maybe your one was a long-term relationship and you've learned a lot more than he has from the 75 meaningless encounters let's just say for example so that that number means shit that number means absolutely fuck all do not let that get in your head yeah. can i say another reason why the number means fuck all <laughs> because <laughs> I'll, I'll hear it. <laughs> because there's actually no real way to verify it yeah. how do you know that they're not lying yeah um a guy could easily be saying that his body count is a lot higher than what it actually is in order to try and create that dynamic of yeah. like i've been with so many girls i know what i'm doing you've only been with one guy so let me take the lead yeah and then they'll be like using that to kind of manipulate the situation to make the sex oh more God. for them yes so and that you know what happen. actually is so dangerous as well because some guys can make you feel like the things that you like is incorrect yes 
And that is so harmful. This is why you need to know yourself, girls. Yeah, and guys, and guys. And why you should speak to other people as well. Yes. Get as many opinions as possible sometimes. Like Talk about talk it. Talk about it. Normalise these conversations. Yes. And your feelings, validate your feelings because Please. it's so easy when you're so... You feel really strongly for someone. You're in a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And you think... Like, you value their opinion, but it can get to a point where you're valuing their opinion over your own. And now mm. you're discrediting your own yes. feelings and stuff yeah so um, yeah be careful <laughs> yeah so i think the main thing to take away from this episode is communicate yes do not discredit yourself do not play yourself prioritize yeah. your pleasure prioritize your pleasure yes keep it real keep it real don't be ashamed <laughs> don't be ashamed <laughs> what's, what's what what? Else is <laughs> and don't worry about what people will say exactly because it's you two no one else in the bedroom. Exactly. Well, unless unless you want unless that. you want it unless you want that yeah then it's <laughs> then I mean more merrier but yeah. it's between yourself and the partners that you choose and no one else matters so exactly that's exactly. what we got to say on that. So that was episode two. Thank you so much for listening. We actually wanted to put some questions out to you guys on any of the topics that we've spoken about. If you have any advice to offer any of our listeners or us, we're just as cool. Yeah. <laughs> please, please share. Um, DM us. Comment on our last post on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. And if you don't have any questions, if there's anything that you want to talk about as well, or mention in relation to anything we've t- in this episode today, let us know as well. Our DMs are open. Yeah, and we'll see you in the next episode.